0: Welcome to the Steve and Caleb Show. My name is Caleb. And my name is Steve. Here we like to talk about politics and current events from a perspective of liberty. Oftentimes our opinions make both Republicans and Democrats uncomfortable. Let's dive in. Alright, so it is official. Steve has the coronavirus, so I'll be doing this week by myself. Um, I'm sure you all have seen the... uh, Video of the sobbing mother who was kicked off and banned from an airline because her two-year-old refused to wear a mask uh, while being passengers on a, on, on a flight. <sighs> okay, so for those of you, I don't know if there are any of you, but it, for those of you who truly believe that um, a two-year-old can and should wear a mask, uh, you are truly delusional and you do not have a two-year-old. Okay, I have a two-year-old, and I promise that is never going to happen. Not because of my own, uh, not because of my own parenting failures, or, or my my son being just difficult. He's two. This child was two. So, anyways, this two-year-old uh, didn't want to wear a mask. Um, you know, this is why you have such a strong anti-mask group of people. If you are listening to this right now and you find yourself asking, well, you know, why won't people just wear a mask? That's why. Because like the big thing right now, when you go on these, uh, the, these, these, these county health department, Facebook pages and, and for and and, you know, you, uh, you, you read all these comments about, you know, we wouldn't be in this mess still if people would just wear a mask, even though the ironic part is most people who are being tested anyways are people who wear masks because those who don't wear masks aren't getting tested, but we'll get into that later. Um, when when one extreme comes out, so will the other. Okay, this is just like a common... Th- this is just a common sense thing, right? When you have one extreme on one political side, or it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be political. When one extreme comes out, so does the other. The other gets defensive or offensive, but usually defensive, okay? So if you also find yourself agreeing with the decision to kick this poor family off the plane then you may need to reconsider your priorities you're just pushing people harder to the other side of the argument i'm not an anti-masker i wear masks at like church you know all, all these things just out of respect not, not 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 because i really truly believe that they do much at all but it's out of respect but you're causing people like me to uh, really reconsider whether i even want to wear a mask to begin with okay now you can be in the mass group. I have no problem with that. Just stop trying to push people's backs against the wall. When you push people's backs up against the wall, you get a fight, and you don't, you won't like the fight that comes with decisions like backing somebody up against a wall. Now this family was, uh, you know, they they seem to handle it pretty well. I mean, I probably would have been crazier than they were, uh, you know. When you when you watch the video, the father was even trying to like wrap his coat around or like his jacket around the uh, boy, you know, just trying to show an effort that hey, like they're not really trying to cause any issues. The boy's not going to be coughing on anything, you know. He's going to be wrapped around his dad the entire flight or as much as he can. For those of you two year olds, you know what I'm what I'm talking about. And I just don't understand. Oh, they're also banned. Did did I mention that earlier? They're also banned from all future flights on United. This is like an extreme culture where we are creating. Uh, you know, there's this like group of people that truly believe that like the masks and vaccine and all that is like the gateway is like the uh, the beginning of the Christian belief of the market of the beast. And I think that's a little ridiculous. But when you start having companies, you know, when When your commerce is affected by whether or not you comply with um, some very arbitrary uh, things like masks, I mean, you are treading in some very, very muddy water. Now, we're going to dive into a spicy topic with the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Today, uh, Trump tweeted that uh, the first vaccine was uh, admitted in the United States, so I mean, i I think that's ultimately a good thing even though I I'm not really too excited to get the vaccine. In fact, I may not even get it. Um, I know a lot of people who are and that's fine. Now I'm not going to act like I'm a ph- pharmaceutical representative with all the answers on this vaccine, but I will explain um, the Liberty per- position on the vaccine. You know, cuz a lot of times when people listen to the show, they aren't they don't really it, it, it seems like a lot of you don't necessarily share our beliefs 100%, and that's actually really cool. A lot of people listen to just find out, you know, what what it is we believe from a position of liberty as opposed to um, an, an authoritative position. Okay? Now, a lot of people, and, you know, rightfully so, are strongly against this vaccine due to the uh, short amount of time they've had to test and perfect the vaccine. But there are, unfortunately, some people who believe it shouldn't be, shouldn't even be allowed to be released into the public because of this. Now, this is very much against what, you know, being a libertarian stands for. This is what we, this is not what we believe in. And you see, one of the really cool things President Trump did that not enough of us give him credit for, and I can stand behind 100%, is he has tried to get rid of a lot of the red tape that prevents people from receiving medical treatments that otherwise would have taken a long time to be released due to all the testing needed to release treatments. Now, I know what you're thinking. Obviously, testing vaccines and other treatments is beneficial for all of us. But one thing that red tape does is it creates a form of crony capitalism okay crony capitalism creates what we know as lobbyists and bribery okay one very strong case for this is here here in indiana our loser governor who can't stop using executive orders to shut down our state uh, received fifty thousand dollars in campaign contributions from one of the covid testing companies Everyone here is like, you know, why is our otherwise conservative governor using the strong arm of executive action to shut down businesses and use COVID as an excuse for government control? It's easy. Just look at campaign contributions. Crony capitalism. And the ironic thing is people say, well, I just don't, I just didn't trust the libertarian candidate. So I had to vote for Holcomb. I had to, I had to do what I, what I thought was right. Cause I couldn't trust the other guy. I can't, I can't trust libertarianism. So you're saying you trust a man who takes bribery money from a COVID testing company. See, this is one very, very, very big reason strong and polarizing Republicans like myself or Steve are swaying more and more libertarian each and every day. It's not because we identify with being a libertarian more than a Republican or I mean, we a lot, a lot of us do, but that's not that's not even really the reason. We're, we're just tired of the garbage. Anyways, back to the vaccine. We believe in getting rid of red tape. If you are unfamiliar with the term red tape, I'm essentially referring to like restrictions and approvals required for the passing of medical treatments. There are a lot of people who are truly terrified of this virus. Let, let's not forget that, okay? The, the, this virus is real, uh, regardless of how dangerous You may think it is or isn't. There are people that are scared of it. Now, I'm not one of them, but I truly believe if there are people scared of a virus, if there are people that are truly, actually scared of this virus, then I believe it is against our interest as liberty-minded individuals to give the people... I'm sorry to not give the people the choice if they want to take a way too early vaccine. Okay, it is against our interest to try to rally against this. It is against our interest as capitalists cuz most of you who listen whether you identify with a certain a political party or not, you know, we are just about all of us are capitalists, you know. We we don't want Crony capitalism because crony capitalism takes away from true capitalism. Okay, and we can get into that in, in, in a later episode if you want. Uh, when 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 I'm not going solo and when and when Steve comes back, but it is against our interest to rally against the ability to receive a treatment that is is still still kind of like in the, in the testing phases. You know, we, because of President Trump, and you know, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, there are plenty of things he does that I don't like, that Steve doesn't like, that we don't like. But he made it so if, if if you're dying and 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 you have exhausted all 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 medical means of trying to heal yourself, but there is a form of treatment out there that could potentially save your life, but you know it's it's still in, in the testing phases you know we we, we don't know the um, the effects it may have on 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 your body in the future you know we we, we don't know we don't know what the side effects are. But you're now allowed to make the cognitive decision as an adult, as a consenting adult, because of liberty, to take that treatment. And this is essentially the same thing. This is kind of the same thing. Okay? So even if you're against... The point is, even if you're against taking this vaccine, this way-too-early vaccine, which I agree is a little too early, we should be for the decisions as adults to take something that accompanies that that a company wants to wants to sell us. I mean, what's wrong with that? There 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 is inherently nothing wrong with that as capitalists. Okay. Uh, this this whole conversation just seems like too too uh simple and easy to really go over. I mean it, it's almost too simplistic in my opinion, but uh I don't know. There's just so many differing opinions. You know, I just think and I know I know Steve would agree that as adults it is our choice whether you want to take it or not. It's that it's that simple. Okay. Now, if people try to push this, push their beliefs, you know, on 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 me and force me to take the vaccine or you to take the vaccine, our country would obviously turn into uh, a. Uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding crazy. You could probably argue that it would start a war. It would start a war. Do you really want the USA to turn into Afghanistan? Because I don't. And I'm sure a lot of you, you know, you you hear me say stuff like that and you roll your eyes. But if you do the research, you'll find that a lot of these Middle East countries that we perceive as dirty Third World War countries, war-ridden countries, really had a lot of modernization to them before they were um, paralyzed with war and destruction. Okay? Look it up. I'm serious. You'll see, like, the pictures of groups of women out shopping by themselves in, like, the 60s in the Middle East. Okay. Now, the reason why that's significant is because, uh, you know, they are uber, 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 uber religious. Okay, with for for Islam, right? So 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 women are very restricted. You know, they aren't allowed to go without face coverings. Things like this. Okay, but if you do the if you do the Google research, you will see that these places were actually really cool. They were really modern. I mean, yeah, they still had their uh, their uh, poverty and their uh, their rural areas were obviously more poverty ridden. Our modern civilization would suffer if people's backs are pushed up against walls. Like I said earlier with the uh, couple that was forced off the plane. You are backing people's backs up against walls. You'll turn normal good people into very dangerous people. I'm not above using physical force to keep myself from being injected with something that I don't want to be injected with. That makes me dangerous. But it doesn't make me violent. See, it makes me dangerous. There, there's a difference between a violent person who only seeks chaos and, you know, somebody that's always looking for a fight and a person who wants to just be left alone and is willing to do bad things to people for forcing unethical things on them that they just don't want to do. Again, to clarify, I'm not, I'm not a violent person and I'm not trying to scare anybody and I don't advocate for violence. You just have to realize that people can turn very dangerous Last week, there was a restaurant owner in New York City, and they were defying their uh, local government restrictions, um, you know, so they don't become homeless and lose everything. You know, that seems pretty fair, uh, you know, to just want to come to work so you don't die from starvation or so your family can actually have clothes to put on their backs. But anyways, the police came and tried to arrest him. Now, according to the authorities, he ended up uh, getting in his car and, you know, ran over one of the cops or was or like threw a cop on the hood of his car by driving into him. I don't know. His lawyers are saying that that isn't what actually happened, but even if it is what happened, I honestly can't judge the guy. What's he supposed to do? Lose his livelihood and, you know, quote, wait for his day in court? You know, I'm not saying I would have done the same thing, but I'm saying I don't quite, I I can't blame him. How's he supposed to hire a legal team if his income is stopped to have his "quote unquote" day in court? And again, I'm not. I'm not saying I would have done the same thing. I'm not. I'm not advocating for any type of violence. But like I said earlier, uh, I'm not above it. There, there, there is no um, claiming the moral high ground anymore when it comes to these things. Okay. Because what 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 we are faced with is you are faced with people losing their livelihood, and most people listening to this podcast, including yours truly, who's 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 doing the podcast, we don't understand what it's like to uh, to uh, own own a restaurant, own a business, be a hairstylist. We don't know what that's like. I don't know what that's like. But people went without money for a very long time, and they still are here in Indiana. Our state kind of o- opened back up back in like June. I mean, we were still faced with plenty of restrictions which were, uh, you could argue, were unconstitutional because they were, because the avenues they took to uh, implement those restrictions were done through executive action that could have been avoided. But we already talked about that. But we don't know what it's like, is my point. You know, I have a family member uh, who is a hairstylist, and they went a long time without money. They have bills that just went unpaid, and you can argue, you know, well, it's government's job to 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 restrict these uh, collections companies, to restrict these billing companies from collecting these bills so that way we could shut down. But what, that doesn't make sense. If if you truly understand how billing and collections work, you would know that that would not it, – it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense and that wouldn't work, okay? Because people argue, okay, well, landlords should uh, be restricted to uh, re- receiving their rent for the month. Okay. Okay. So let's 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 use that imaginary example. Okay. So a landlord isn't allowed to collect the rent for a month because or for 5 months, let's say. So that means the bank would go unpaid. Okay. So let's let's say we make a new law, okay? The banks can't charge the landlords since the landlords can't charge the tenants. Okay. So then the when the bank goes unpaid, the bank owes money. Okay. I don't People don't understand how banks work. Okay, it's not like this. Uh, it's not like it's, it's this big building with a bunch of gold coins, like 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 a, what, what's that guy off of uh, Disney, Scrooge McDuck? Like he jumps in that pile of coins. People think that bank, a bank is just a big building with a pile of coins, and they just have unlimited money and they can go without receiving money. That's not how this works. That's not how that works. Okay, there's not just this big stockpile of money. Okay. It requires constant circulation, okay. But anyways, this isn't a, a a a capitalist lecture, okay. My point was is just we we don't understand what it's like to own a business, to 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 run a bank. We don't understand, and we act like we do. And people are saying, well, this guy shouldn't have uh, ran over the cop. You know, he sh- there are other ways he could have uh, avoided conflict. I don't know, man. All I know is if I go without an income for as long as some of these people have, I'm probably going to make rash decisions. All right, now, enough about uh, this COVID stuff. I mean, the world is crazy enough with all the COVID going on, all the COVID conversations going on. Now, I'm hyped because it's Christmas. You know, it's Christmas time and there's nothing quite as comforting and as cozy as Christmas time. Now, the rather unfortunate part of, Of this time of year is that there are those who are poor and cannot afford to give their family a holiday worth remembering. And soon in Portland, this may become a legal exception that will dismiss you from most misdemeanor criminal charges. Yes, you heard me correct. The Seattle City Council is considering new legislation that would create essentially a legal loophole that would make substance addiction, mental illness, or poverty a valid legal defense for nearly all misdemeanor crimes committed in the city. Okay, so the council's consideration of the plan has uh, occurred without any public discussion, which is kind of crazy, you know, when it comes to the proposal, which has been included in the municipal budgeting process, okay? So they're doing their budgeting, and this, this, uh, this proposal was brought up. The council has not so far... Conducted a standalone meeting on the discussion. Um, you know, like I said, it was just brought up in, in the budgeting. Scott Lindsay, the former public safety advisor for the city, said Seattle would be in a class of its own if it ultimately enacted the ordinance. Okay. He states, I'm not aware of any legislation like this anywhere in the United States or even globally. All cities have criminal codes to protect their citizens from criminal acts. This would essentially create a legal loophole that swallows all those codes and creates a green light for crime. Obviously, obviously, that's a green light for crime. Okay, I don't know. I I I probably should have printed up the statistic, but poverty creates crime. Obviously, obviously, when people have 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 a uh, good decent income, you know, a house, they, they can make a house payments without being worried. They can buy food without being worried. You know then you're less likely to commit crime or at least big crime okay like i'm sure you might speed you know that's technically crime but you know you're not going to go out and rob your neighbor of their things you know i i have a really good job you know i i can make my house payments i can you know i can do all these things and you know i'm not i'm not motivated to commit crime so obviously poverty does motivate people to commit crimes and don't get me wrong you know if 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 a poor person would break into my house and take cash and, you know, whatever. I would probably uh, be pretty upset, but, you know, I would at least hope that that money went for something good. This legislation was proposed by Seattle City Councilwoman Lisa Herbold last Wednesday. Okay. The proposal would allow for the dismissal of crimes of poverty, and it would do so by revising the definition of duress as a defense against persecution. Prosecution, I'm sorry. I just read a quote. Seattle police currently make about 12,000 arrests every year that are not DUI offenses or related to domestic violence. In 2019, charges were filed for just over 5,400 misdemeanor cases, not including DUI charges or domestic abuse allegations. If approved, the ordinance would excuse and dismiss essentially legalizing almost all of these misdemeanor crimes committed in Seattle by offenders who could show either One, symptoms of addiction without being required to provide a medical diagnosis. Crazy. Symptoms of a mental disorder. Or three, poverty and the crime was committed to meet in, quote, immediate and basic need. For example, if a defendant argued they stole merchandise to sell for cash in order to purchase food, clothes, or was trying to scrape together enough money for rent, the accused would not be convicted. Okay, so... Look, I'm all for the sympathy and the, uh, I don't know, like a call to action when it comes to helping poor people. Okay? Uh, My wife and I, we we help people whenever someone asks us for help. Uh, I understand that a lot of people even become liberal Democrats due to the fact that a lot of Republicans on the other side of the spectrum are perceived to be people who don't help those in need. Okay, I get it. But I have to be honest. This is too far. Why? Why? Why is that even necessary for me to say? Okay. Now I'm I I I get that you know, if 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 I have like a security system and 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 I, and you know we're all outside of the house and and I see somebody break into my house and they steal a little cash to pay the rent, you know I, I can see from one side of the argument why 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 you may want to lessen the punishment if they're if they're honestly just trying to do whatever they can for their family because, for those of you listening that have kids, you know a family you will do anything by any means necessary for your family okay me steve and i we we've we we've talked about this you know like if things get so bad with covid you know you're going to have people breaking into homes and and looting and whatever they can do to, to help their family so there there is an element where you know when you have a you know like i have a wife and kids i understand that if you know, if there are government shutdowns, oh, hey, there are government shutdowns where you can't work, and you have no money, and you need to do something rash to help your family survive. I get it. I get it. <sighs> but I don't agree. I don't agree with this this legislation. Because even as libertarians, people who, who, who want small government, who want, you know, almost no government at all to be involved in, in our civilian affairs, We can all agree that the one point of government is to essentially protect citizens um, from people. You know, what's our two general rules? General rules uh, to not hurt anybody or take their things. So our general rules for government is to uh, try to help people not be hurt or their things be taken. Okay, that's it. Now, and and, and to add to this, you know, I'm not going to go deep into this. But a representative in Texas is proposing legislation that would require a resident to retreat, quote, retreat from a burglary instead of defending themselves from it. Look it up. Look it up if you don't believe me. OK, there's a person who truly believes that if if you know, and I, and I hate to use like the the TV example, but if if a uh, if a dude dressed up in all black and a mask breaks in kicks down your door, and, you know, and, and you're met with that threat, you are required to retreat. You aren't allowed to defend yourself. You're not allowed to shoot them. You know, these people are becoming full-on crazy. You know, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, here on this podcast, we uh, like to call out everything on, on 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 all sides of the political spectrum. But these people are becoming full-on crazy. You know, here here's a just small list of... ...of what makes them crazy in my book. You know, you have the drag kids that we talked about. Kids dressed up as drag queens, and these people applaud it. These eight-year-old transgenders. Gun confiscations. You have abortion up to the moment of birth. Okay, even if you are pro-choice, even if you are like a pro-choice Republican even, there are those. You know, I think we can all agree pulling a baby's limbs apart after being fully developed... ...is completely and utterly barbaric and evil. A.K.A. not pro-liberty, because what's our two rules again... Don't hurt anybody and don't take their things. You are you are violating rule number one of the two rules. Okay. You have the Portland legislation that I just uh, stated moments ago. And, you know, someone steals their stuff. They can uh, prove they're poor and get off with no charges. Okay. These people truly believe that it's also acceptable for rioters to burn independently owned businesses. You know, what what is going on? and don't get me wrong you know we have really let the political right have it on this show i mean there's a lot of uh there's a lot of crazy stuff going on 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 the right okay and 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 i'm not saying that to like be this middle ground mediator like oh we can all come together i'm a, i'm a middle man no 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 we 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 call out whatever whatever bs we see okay that that's just how this works that's how this podcast works okay we're pro-liberty, and when something goes against that, we we bring it up, okay? We're against it. Now, uh, let's see here. We're, we're only like 25, a little over 25 minutes into this show, and, uh, you know, I, I, I know our shows are typically over an hour long, and Steve's not here, and, you know, I think I mentioned this on the last episode or maybe two episodes ago. You know, being a part-time podcaster is not exactly easy. Uh, you know, we have full-time jobs as fathers and, you know, full-time jobs at our full-time jobs uh, we have uh, our own affairs to deal with and so you know whenever we do these solo episodes uh, you know I I truly apologize that that they're necessary but they are okay when when you listen though for those of you that do listen we 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 appreciate you okay it kind of it kind of gives us a reason to keep this whole thing going you know we had no idea what this would even be uh, you know we have we have a lot of people listening each and every week and even from other countries. We have people listening each and every week. Okay, so we're we are trying our very best to get episodes out each and every week. Um next week maybe Steve comes back. I don't know how far along he is in the actual COVID uh quarantine. I don't know if that is, is that what it's called? Quarantine. So, I don't know, we might do another solo episode next week. If not, Steve will be back, and we'll probably have a lot to talk about, uh, just because of everything that's going on. Today we have the uh, Electoral College uh, votes are due today, I believe. So that'll be interesting. This episode will be published here, I don't know, probably in about an hour from now on Monday. So, I don't know. I don't know what the results are going to... I mean, obviously, Joe Biden wins. I mean, that's just plain and simple. There's a lot of people that think that there's all these... uh, ways out. There's there, there's still so much left that can be done, you know, that it's not over. Okay, let me explain something very quick before I end. The federal government cannot change state election laws. They can't. And we, we, we should all be for that, you know. None of us I mean, most of, you know, just judging based off of who, who messages us, most of you don't want Joe Biden to win. I get that. But you don't want the federal government to have the ability to restrict State election laws, like like what they're trying to do now. I get it. There's there 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 are a lot of uh, videos and testimonies, legal testimonies, on how there 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 was fraud and cheating. I get that, and that and that should all be taken care of. I get that, but the but like with with the Texas um, Supreme Court, I don't know. Did they was it like a suing? they're essentially expecting the federal government to overturn state election laws. Okay, that's that's the dumbing down simplistic way to explain it. And that's not allowed. It's just not legal. And it shouldn't be legal because that that is the whole point of our country is to give states their own individual their own individual way to to conduct their legislation. I mean that that is how our country is supposed to work. Okay? That's what makes it so great. Now you can guys, you, you guys can keep sending me the articles uh, when it comes to those things. I mean, I'm not gonna deter those, but ju- just know that when you see those, you know ben, ben Shapiro posts about them all the time. It's super annoying, but the federal government can't change state election laws, especially after a votes conducted already. Okay, so I just want to get that out of the way. Uh, we'll see you next week. So don't forget to tune in. <laughs>